0: Welcome to What mouth the show that talks about fitness, nutrition, and life from three average athletes that are trying, because we can actually say we have some business doing so this time. Well, so yeah, we're to-
1: trying our best.
0: Yeah, we are trying. Um, but before we get into why we're no longer going to say have no business doing so, um, I wanted to tell you guys about some funny stuff that Leo did, like maybe an hour ago right before bed. He was trying to get my attention and he smacked me. And so I, yeah, like he smacked my back and it, and it hurt. And so like, I turned around and I gave him like a, a pat on the the chest, but like hard enough for him to know, like, look, look, dude. And so he looked at me and I was like, you didn't like that. Did you? And he was like, uh, I was like, that, that's how it feels when someone just hits you. I was like, why would you hit me? And he's like, I'm just trying to get your attention. And I was like, do you, want, do you want me to hit you like that when whenever I want your attention? And he like puffs up his chest and he goes, do it again. I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not the point.
2: <laughs> that was the wrong reaction, Leo.
1: I love that. Look, he's just doing his best. And that's all that we can ask of him. Manly man. It's
0: true. Man.
1: Men being men, yeah. smacking each other.
0: <laughs> he is a walking stereotype. He really is. So, you guys got anything before we get kicked this
1: off? Oh my god! Well, well, you know what? Today was a good double under day, and that that doesn't happen very often. So let's just you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be okay.
0: We're gonna be Maybe. okay.
1: Maybe we'll see. I don't,
2: I don't know. Anything. No, I'm just here.
0: All right. You are
1: here. So that's all that we can ask of
0: you. Um today we're talking about the internship program. That's why I want to say we have can't say we have no business doing so anymore because Ashley and I are now revival coaches.
1: I'm not, I have no business.
0: You have business.
2: I was gonna between all three of us, perhaps the most business. Let's not get too crazy now,
0: but that like brings up like a really good point. And that was that Cassie had started it with us and she had decided not to continue. And yeah,
1: I'm a little quitter,
0: but you know what? I really respect your rationale for it. So, I mean, why don't you explain yourself? Cause it was v- like, it was valid. I think it was very valid.
2: Explain yourself, damn it, Kathy! Explain yourself. (laughs) Well, thanks.
1: I don't quit unless I have a reason to, unless I just don't have that reason. And then I just quit for no reason. Um, (laughs) But this time there was a reason to it. Um, I, you know, I had a lot going on and, you know, with work, with the gym, with training, with, you know, uh, this was back in October. I had the 10 miler that I was training for. I had a 10K that I was training for. I had Festivus that Ashley and I were training for. Um, all that mixed with work and scheduling that with a class for work and, um, you know, traveling between work and home because I had to take class from home. It just wasn't working out. So um, having to make time for the weekly internship twice a week was really putting a lot of strain on me um, physically as well as, you know, mentally. So um, when you prioritize things in your life, that just wasn't a priority. And at that point, you know you say like do I really want this is this worth worth the strain and it wasn't
0: yeah then that More. honestly that's an awesome reason to not continue because you're not you're not giving it a hundred percent there or anywhere else then at that point
1: I you know what I'm you know I went above and beyond because I said who was the real person that's getting the downside here and it's the people that I'm training mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a helper. (laughs) I
2: think there's, there's something to be said for not like exactly like you said, spreading yourself too thin. And that applies like very well in all aspects of life. um, But particularly at the gym, and it's something you do much better um, than I do, because I will try to do everything and put full effort into every aspect of what I'm doing all at once. And then be like, oh, I don't know why I'm not making progress in anything because I'm doing, you know, five workouts a day. Um, it doesn't, and then working eight hours and it just doesn't make sense that nothing is working for me. Um, and then over the last year of like when me and you trained together and you were like, we're going to just focus on this and we're going to do that. And all of a sudden I was like making all these strength improvements and endurance improvements. So I think there's something to be said for that type of a game plan going into life in general, but definitely training.
1: Yeah. I mean, my general thing is that you have room in your life for like two or three things, and that like translates to trading and like, you can't be a, a power lifter and an Olympic lifter and a cardio athlete at the same time. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to pick two out of the three or just not make any progress. I mean, you can choose them all, yeah. but you're risking just burning out.
0: So what made you guys like to circle back? Um, what made you guys like want to sign up for the program in the first place?
1: Dave encouraged me. And of course I can't, whenever Dave says something, I'm like, you're right, Dave. You're like, wait, let me check my shirt.
0: Let me check my shirt. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anything (laughs) for you, Dave. You want me Um, to jump off that cliff?
2: I'm going to do it the best you've ever seen. Best cliff jumper ever.
0: What about you, Ashley? Um,
2: It's actually something I thought about for like probably a solid year. And actually at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I had thrown back and forth. I wanted to take some classes. And I was like, do I, do I want to take like an L1? Do I want to take like a nutrition cert? Um, And then I ended up taking like OT classes instead, like continuing education for my, um, like my full-time job. But then once uh, like they announced there was going to be the internship program, they announced it was like free. We didn't have to pay anything to do it. Um, I think I had a little bit of the mindset of like, why not? I actually didn't think I was going to like it very much. To be honest, I thought it would be like a good way for me to almost realize Like, oh, I don't really want to do this. And then after the first few classes, I was like, oh, I really like this. Um, So it was just like an opportunity that I was like, yeah. And then I also had some of the coaches when um, I reached out and I was like, because I always have that in the back of my mind, like, you're not good enough to do this. You can't do all these movements. Like, you're not the best athlete in the gym. Nobody's going to listen to you. And then when I would talk to coaches, they were like, no, I think this is a completely reasonable goal and you should try. So then I was like, sure, let's do this. Hey, hey if we can do it, you can do it.
0: Damn. I'm just kidding.
1: Hashtag Vic
0: 2022. Man, shitting now one of our like 11 listeners. Oh, man.
1: No, we don't have 11 listeners. We have like seven. No. Don't give us too We're much no,
0: We have more. We so <laughs> yeah. have more. Anyway. I don't even listen. For me, it is also something I've wanted to do. I just naturally like helping people. It is um, something I find like really rewarding. And then I would see people in the gym struggling and I would want to help them because I would know like I might have the cue that they need, but I also didn't want to come off as like a know-it-all or bothersome. So this was a great opportunity to be like, even if they don't choose to take me on as a coach, I can at least say like, well, I did go through this program and I do know, like, I I might be able to help you. Um, Cause I got to the point where I was just like regurgitating cues, which is still what I do, except now I don't preface it with like, Hey, so-and-so told me this and it helped me. Um, I don't have to like explain myself as much. I feel. Um, And I just like helping people. It's really, it's really a good feeling when you give somebody a cue and then they're able to execute and you can see that it clicked for them Uh, i've had that happen a couple times already and it was just a really good feeling what were some of the biggest challenges for you guys
1: uh i mean when in the times that i did do it i think the biggest challenge was feeling comfortable enough to give cues to to other people even when you're like sitting in front of a coach who probably knows a little bit more than you and is probably like a lot more confident giving cues so um just looking at them and being like what right cue to give or you know that that kind of thing was a little nerve-wracking
2: using the clock (laughs) i hate the clock that was the hardest and like i feel like i say that facetiously a lot like oh like ah i have to use the clock now that gave me more anxiety than any part of this program was like Mm. being able to appropriately set the clock because you just look like an idiot when you can't figure out how to make a clock work. (laughs) And like, sometimes you just have to point, point it a certain way. And then once like a real coach would show me, I would be like, why is it so simple when you do it? And so complex when I do it, I think I finally have it mastered, but I, that was just something I didn't anticipate being so difficult for me. Um. But that indefinitely, knowing, I asked every single coach that I shadowed, for every single shadowing I did, like, what do you do when you give a cue an athlete does X, Y, and Z? Or, you know, at what point do you see something as a safety risk? Like, at what point do you stop somebody's workout? I think grading that, because we all know ourselves, and I know there's been times like a coach, especially when I first started getting like a little better at CrossFit, would give me like a cue of like, oh, you should probably scale that kettlebell weight down a little bit. And I'd be like, no, I'm using a 44 pound because I'm so strong. And did I finish the workout? Yes. Did I get hurt? No. Was that the smartest move? No. So like, I've definitely been allowed to sink and swim by coaches. And I think finding that balance of like, this is what the workout is. This is what you need to be doing, versus, you know what? You'll just find this out on your own. That was difficult for me.
0: Um, for me, uh, it, it might sound odd, but it was like uh, finding my voice. I mean, I talk to everyone, I'm chatty, I have a podcast, a few ladies, and something about getting up there and then turning to everybody and i just went monotone and i had like i really had to overcome that it was it was something i didn't expect and it was it like (laughs) it just like came out of left field like i got up there the first day and was like and uh we are we will be squatting today you know like it it's to the point where um, Dave even turned to me at, for one of them. And what, and, and there was some other stuff going on that day, but still like, he turned to me and he was like, where's your personality? Like, I know you have it. Let's see it. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, this is actually hard for me. Like, I don't, I've never had a hard time running my mouth before. <laughs> What's the problem here? Um, and, and I've gotten better at it over time as you guys probably have witnessed. I mean, you've been in, uh, multiple classes that I've, um, shadowed. So, uh, that, that was actually surprisingly the hardest part for me was finding my own voice.
2: What was something that you guys like, didn't anticipate about coaching, like something you just maybe caught you completely off guard or like a moment or a person or a conversation. I think I have a few of those.
0: The athletes, like not all of them, obviously, but athletes and sometimes longtime members like having respect for me in that aspect, like as a coach, like I wasn't expecting like the people who've been there longer than me to even listen to anything I have to say. And that was, uh, that was pleasantly surprising. And it was like, uh, it definitely built my confidence. Uh, people just coming up and thanking me um, coming up to me, when either class is over or um, at times where I wasn't even shadowing and I was like there for open gym and then asking me for what I thought of things. And I was like, Oh, um, I'm already being seen as an authority figure in here. This is kind of cool. Um, and then the amount I would remember people's lifts, like I, I remember your guys's list because we lift and we work out together so often, but then I started remembering like people that I've coached a couple times and like, Oh, all right. I know, I know what, what she's at and I know she can go heavier, you know, or I know that he struggles with this and this is actually looking better. And like remembering people's like nuances that also surprised me.
1: I mean, I think something that was surprising was, you know, I have to agree with that, but I think it's also like, is it, Not exactly, like, surprising for me, but I think one of the most rewarding things from it was, like, translating that into um, when I wasn't in the program, recognizing, like, oh, yeah, you can go heavier and, like, calling someone out on it. And then, you know, having that person just, like, crush a PR by, like, 25 pounds and, you know, like... It's not even about, like, the weight. It's about seeing them happy. And I think that was, like, one of the most, like, not, su- not surprising, but, like, re- rewarding kind of things to it. Um I think it's surprising for that person. But, you know, it's it's not a surprise to anybody when you really, like, get to know the people in the
2: gym. Yeah. 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 I think orchestrating the class was, like, something I didn't anticipate being... Like once you get into a rhythm of it, it's fine. But ju- just like t- small things, like turning down the music between transitions, uh, making sure the clock is set for me and this clock, like I've had a had a long run. <laughs> um, but like changing the clock for different things, or kind of coming in if you're doing four thirty and the, like somebody else was there like earlier and changed the clock to something like really random, so you can't just press like replay or like reset and do do exactly the same. Um, a big thing I think that I was surprised, I surprised myself with was like my own understanding of the movements because that was something I really was worried about. Because Cassie, like when me and you work out, there's a lot of time like you're cueing me, like you're telling me to change things. because My like body awareness for myself is so bad. Like actually Emily was nice enough to like record me today doing the front rack, like step ups. And if you watch my knees like whoop, but I, I felt stable. So that was like interesting. And when I was able to like see these things on other people and like translate scales, like decently well, because I've had to probably do all of them with some injury at some point, but I just didn't anticipate that to come as naturally for me as it did. Um, And one thing that I didn't expect to be so difficult, like I said, was just that like management of, especially like when I would do six thirty and it was a full, full class, probably some people who did not sign up on Wattify because sometimes there were double people in boxes, but like trying to juggle all of that and answer everybody's questions and make sure everybody feels seen. Like I don't think I ever really understood how much the coaches must actually enjoy doing this because the effort is great. Like the effort is great when it's a great class. And I don't think I ever really gave them enough credit before.
1: You know what? You know what else is actually kind of surprising is the pure chaos that happens between consecutive classes, like 430 to 530 class. And it is those five to 10 minutes are pure chaos. Then I know, I know Vic, he goes through it all the time on Saturday classes. Vic, I know you're listening. I get it. I understand you. It A is. Fool pure madness
0: that's the one thing that's nice about having like the the first class of either the afternoon or the morning is that like people are like coming in and they're kind of coming in as they want but they're like settling in at each time when you're 5 30 you come in 15 minutes early you gotta sit there in the lobby or, or something and so like the switch is just yeah you got you got people dead on the floor that's just to be getting up and cleaning up and getting out of the way and they're friends. So they start talking with the next person coming in. Yeah. Um The one thing that I found another, well, ah, ooh, another thing I found difficult was people act like children. I felt like I was hoarding children from place to place at like certain points in time, like yelling at people to like, you know, in a more polite way, but to shut up and to like, Listen and like. I I like my daughter listens better than some people that were in the classes, and I I, that I was like not expecting. I mean, I should have expected it because I've been in those classes, but I guess I just kind of tune those people out, and I just try to pay attention myself. And yeah, I had some big classes, and it was like real hectic. I understand why we've kept like the the reservation system in place now. Because if a coach had 30 athletes, that would just be, that sounds like a nightmare.
2: I think uh, one thing that's been kind of cool, because I know when I come in and it like, I guess it adds a little bit to the chaos. um, But like when I come in as like a member, I'm like very excited. Like even if I've had a bad day, like I'm excited to be there and like to see everybody. And like Cassie, now that like with work, I'm not getting there at 430. So when I see you, like I want to talk to you. For, like, the 15 minutes we have, like, overlap. So I'm, like, trying to make that work. And then, you know, during Ollie, like, you know, we're always, like, loud. (laughs) And for me, it's, like, I don't think I've ever gotten to just step back and watch other people walk into that. And, like, sometimes it is, it is, like, hard to almost, it is almost like hurt like, hurting cats sometimes. But it's very, like, even tonight, like, it's just so nice to watch other people come in and be so happy to be in the space of, a, of these people. Like we do have such an amazing community and I don't think I always knew that, but I never had the chance to just stand back and watch it from almost an outsider perspective mm-hmm. of watching people mm-hmm. cheer each other on at the end of Watts. Like tonight it was person after person, after person jumping in with whomever was left. Like I think Bodhi did this workout four times tonight because like he finished, you know, in like seven seconds. And then he, like, finished with everybody else. But now members are starting to do that. Um, but you can just see the interactions and, like, the relationships that are really formed. And I see some of the, you know, the talking maybe when there should not be talking and there should be a little more listening. Um, but it has been so fun for me to watch, to watch other people do that and get to, like, step outside of it for a few minutes.
0: Yeah. Another thing that I thought was kind of cool is that um, I've had... Coaches say things to me that I like that kind of I took to heart. Um like when a coach tells me that's a really good cue, I like that. And it was like, oh shit, like half the time I feel like I'm just like just trying to stay afloat, you know. Like I I know the material, but it sounds like silly in my head when I'm putting it out there. And I've had a couple of coaches for a couple of cues be like that was a really good cue. And then the other thing was I'm like weirdly paranoid about the music that I play. Like it's every, I don't like, I have this like irrational fear that I'm going to be the person with the shittiest music in the gym. Like the coach, no one wants to go to that class because the music's like awful. And I have had a few people compliment the music, but I also think like, is it like, five complaints for every one compliment, like what's going on here. Um, But like, yeah, that's like a weird, that's like a weird pressure that I wasn't anticipating because everyone has a different taste in music, you know, and, or you're like Cassie and you have every taste in music.
1: My tastes are more slow than you think.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I uh, did. That was, I guess, something else that was something I knew to anticipate, but I guess I wasn't on my on my feet enough about it um especially earlier in in the process of this i had mostly shadowed like 6 a.m and then 5 30 and 6 30 and then one week i got like a 10 a.m class because i had to like change my schedule around um and i played the music that i would play for 5 30 at 10 a.m and oh boy was that a mistake
0: really uh, you got feedback about it
2: oh somebody stopped their workout and asked me to change it because it was offensive, which that's fine. And I did. And I respect that because that is like, I think that's something that's kind of important to recognize. Oh, as as if it was explicit, know your audience. Yeah. Cause I just played, I think it was like one of the general ones, like it was like hip hop backyard barbecue or Mm -hmm. something. Um, And somebody was like offended by the music and they were like, they just don't play this at 10 AM. And I was like, you know what? I am a guest today and that is fine and I changed it, but it was just, I guess I didn't think enough about that. And that's something like that does have to be kind of managed between a balance of you can't please everybody, but like you certainly never want to make somebody feel completely uncomfortable, especially somebody that has been a member and isn't, you know, obviously hasn't had a ton of complaints in the past or they just wouldn't have stayed this long. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of, at first, I was a little taken back, and then I was like, "Oh, that's on me. That was a me issue. I understand this now."
1: Yeah, it really puts it in perspective when Sarah would run across the gym to change the song <laughs> to Black <him> on. <laughs> oh, like, I understand good. you now.
0: I will. Uh, I'll try to dig that meme up and, and reshare it because it's it's one of my it's probably my all time favorite one that I've ever made. Maybe I'll just I've remake never seen it her again. Run
1: that fast?
0: Ah, uh, yeah. She's not
1: a runner, and she was she was booking it. Just uh.
2: hustling
0: yeah i've i thought about just playing safe stuff every time there's like playlists that they have but then i also was like i kind of want to have my personality mixed into this right like there are certain coaches where you know what kind of music you're gonna get and i kind of want to be one of those coaches um we've even talked about music uh and you know in season one we talked to, we had louis on and one of the things I said was I love jo- different genre covers. And if you guys have noticed, my playlist is full of them. Um, and the f- funny thing, I, actually, one of my questions for you ladies is going to be like, did anything funny happen? I'll tell you something funny that happened to me the first class that I was in charge of music. I, I put it on and I had put my playlist on shuffle and my playlist is huge. It, I, it's been something I've just been building over time. Cause I don't like listening to the same songs over and over again. So it's like 12 hours of music or something like that. Right. And like the first five or six songs in the queue were like all like heavy metal covers, but like heavy, heavy metal. And like the first one came on and I was like, ah, that's all right. Like it's a cover. They know they'll know what song it is. Maybe they'll find it, find it cool. And then I like looked at like the up and coming tracks and it was like, next song after next song after next song and i was like oh i can't leave this mark like i've got to like i was like flicking through and trying to like create a good playlist like last minute i was like i can't have them think that i'm just like the, the death metal scream guy because no one will ever want to come to my class but uh it worked out in the end what about you guys you guys have anything uh funny happen to you
2: i don't no, think so, so. No, yeah, I don't think there was anything that just was serious
0: going. all the time. Not one yeah. moment no, I'm a very internship. professional coach. Yeah. I'm
1: a very professional fake coach. Um, You're
0: very. Nothing humorous happened at all.
1: Absolutely no humor nothing.
0: in any of your guys' classes.
1: No, Straight laced. Left.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I yell last set best set a lot on the next to last set. Yeah. Um, and, Dang. But it's just cause I'm confused. Like yeah. it's not on purpose. <laughs> Some people find that funny. I would be annoyed if, it, if I were like taking that class, but.
1: <laughs> so I gotta say like, there was a lot of good like information that came with it. What's like the one thing from uh, all of the, all of the meetups that we had that you will take with you forever?
0: I don't know how Kyle will feel about this. The percentage chart from like the first class. The it was it was like uh for those of you listening, ask for this chart. It is like what is your one rep max? Okay, how many reps total of this movement are in this workout? Okay, you should be doing no higher than this percent of your one rep max. And it was like (sighs) because you look at something, you're like, Okay, well, my max. My max deadlift is, uh, we'll, we'll say for me, for example, my max deadlift is 425, all right? So if I see something that's like, you know, a, three, a heavy three, right? And we're doing it a bunch of times. I could probably be like, oh, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. But maybe that's just way too much volume. But you can't really, your brain doesn't factor that. Like when you're looking at the workout, you're, you're more thinking like, at least especially as a a beginner i think we may look at it uh more practically now uh now that we're a little seasoned but like i know initially i was like well i could lift that so i definitely could lift it like you know 25 more times you know (laughs) seeing that chart played out and actually like in front of me i was like oh my god where was this years ago
2: i think uh yes one i agree with you um But I think for me, understanding the programming was like a game changer for me because I mean, I just I I don't want to be like, oh, I just complain in general. But like, I know that's a trope of CrossFit, like, oh, we're just going to go in and complain and I'm going to complain no matter what it is. Um, I pay to complain. Yeah, but it was like very interesting understanding like Kyle's rationale for why he programs the way he programs. And even when he's like, you know, like, they're not all going to be perfect. And he's like, you have to remember, this is for, this is for like a mass of people. Like, yes, if I was programming for one person, it wouldn't look like this. It would look like your specific goals with your specific composition and your specific, you know, time frame. So understanding like why he chooses the things he chooses, how they're put together and being able to like, look at a, a workout and actually know the stimulus. Cause that was something I always struggled with was like, what is the true stimulus of this workout? So for me, understanding that has changed, like the way I do workouts myself. Like I think out of everything I got, that was so valuable for me. Um, that regardless of if I became a coach or not, I was like, like, that was just great knowledge for me.
1: I think the, the 90, 90 squat will always follow me wherever so now when I don't break parallel, I'm just going to say ninety ninety, um, and just leave it at that. And I'm just going to say, it's just my physiology, ninety ninety squad. It's okay. It's valid. Nice. Okay, it's valid. Yeah, it's valid. Come at me.
0: <laughs> um, I also liked like having ownership of a class. I think this will be like my last point for our, like, before we wrap up is, um, it was nice being able to be like, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. And you, we had that feedback from the coach, you know, shadowing us, but I felt like really respected by the coaches when, when we were running the whole show um, at least the coaches that shadowed me. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess they shadowed me. Cause I was the one running the class. They actually were very good at being hands off coming to me and asking me questions and not actually talking to the class which was very helpful in building my confidence and having me have some ownership. And there were actually changes I made um, that weren't the same changes that like, or weren't the same things that Kyle had. Like there was one workout where there was like uh, double unders. And I said um, to scale this down, if you're, if you're, if you're one of my single under people, I want you to either a jump high as if you are, doing a double under to get in the practice of getting that high jump. And if you do that, it's a one for one. I don't want you doing any extra reps because you're doing a high jump. However, if you're going to do that, like quick, fast speed jump, now you're doing a two for one. So you could choose to do the faster one, but it really didn't benefit you. So it was kind of pushing people in the direction of, of learning the skill and leveling up in that way. And I really liked having that like ability to do so. Um, You guys have any last thoughts?
2: I just want to like humongous shout out to every single coach who was part of this and let us shadow them. And I have learned, like I always knew our coaches were obviously very knowledgeable because we've all made great progress. And like, I know I have picked every single coach's brain probably a thousand times over for advice and the amount of like free advice they have given me. And like, like from day one till now, of not just the intern program, but of like my time at Croft and CrossFit and now Revival Fitness. I just don't, I always appreciated, but now like I truly understand how much, how far out of their way all of our coaches go. And to be part of this was just phenomenal. Um, and especially it was like the pilot program, like they were just figuring it out themselves how to run this internship program. Uh, I think they did a fantastic job and I think, uh, I don't think I could have imagined a better experience come out of it than what did.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, the little bit that I was there, I gained a lot <laughs> of knowledge and um, you know, it was, it was a good time. You know, the the coaches were very accessible um, and then, you know, putting everything on Slack so that all the coaches can communicate with all of the um, interns was really good. Kyle put a lot of Kyle, Kyle also, also owns our gym and does our programming for those of you who don't know um he he really did a lot of effort in um educating all of the the interns on you know just the basics of physiology and um the coaches really did more of the uh like the class management which was really cool
0: and one thing good stuff like one thing i noticed too is that like you know, we're, we're these interns to be taking like, you know, classes and potentially like available space out of other coaches. you know, like, we could be taking away from other coaches, right? Like in the end. And I didn't feel like any of them treated us as like a threat, which is, you know, which is awesome. Like it was very much like you're part of this. Now we're going to like, you know, we might give you a little bit of a hard time, but we're going to show you the ropes and then you guys will, you will be one of us. And as soon as we finished, that's how they've treated. I've gotten congrats from everyone. Um, They've been real respectful and and everything. So yes, to all the coaches that do listen, thank you guys. We really appreciated it. Uh, Thanks
2: all two of you.
0: Um, and yes. I have to say, all. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, and uh, like a big thanks to all of the members who, who stuck by us as we fumbled through some of these classes and gave us like actual constructive feedback, or was just, even if you were just being nice and being like, oh, you did a great job and you sucked, that meant so much throughout all of this. Like when somebody would tell me thank you or, you know, say I did a great job. So every member that stuck with us through this, thank you. We appreciate you.
0: All right, guys that's uh that's the show uh you can find us on instagram at uh wad of mouth you can find me on instagram at live underscore laugh underscore wad Uh,
2: you can find me on instagram at prep it real good um check it out every sunday for meal prep recipes and uh inspiration
1: and you can find me at body bro fitness Just find me at Flatty Bro Fitness at this point.